now more than ever, people need to go within and plug into that cellular memory, plug into divine source, detach as much as possible from the matrix. Hello again, everybody. This is James Bartley, and you're watching and listening to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Today, our very special guest is Tony Sayers. Tony has had me as a guest on his show before, and I really enjoyed becoming friends with Tony. He's very switched on. He has a wide understanding of a variety of issues, not just surface level issues either. And we'll have uh, Tony's website and his dedicated YouTube channel linked onto uh, our website and our YouTube channel as well. So without any further ado, Tony Sayers, welcome to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Yeah, hi James. Thanks for getting up so early for me in uh, Australia. I appreciate that. It's uh, really early. Just shows how dedicated you are, man. Thank you. That's one of the things about, uh, and you've gone through this too, uh, being a podcaster is sometimes all these time zone differences do my head in and sometimes I get it wrong, you know. And so uh, well, you, you get it worse because you're in Australia, so you're, you're like the other end of the world. So, oh yeah. yeah. Everything is topsy-turvy. It's you know, daytime here, nighttime everywhere, everywhere else, and the day before on top of that. So, Tony, tell us, our listeners and viewers, a bit about yourself and how you came along this journey and, and, and the different milestones that brought you to this point. Oh, wow. What a ride. <laughs> um, where to start? Okay, well, if we start at the, at the very beginning... Um, my awakening was um, out of boredom, really. Um, it was about five years ago, and uh, I was working in a stressful job in sales in real estate um, back in the day. And um, I think I remember the turning point. Um, I got back about like eight o'clock in the evening, some some ridiculous time. I started at eight o'clock in the morning. I was a, a manager, and I, I think I'd had an argument with my boss uh, and you know I just got back and I remember I just walked into my kitchen and I remember the moment to this day and I was just I just looked at the looked up in the sky like the air and I was just like there's got to be more to life than this I, I'm I'm really feel like I'm just existing I'm not living um, which was actually the title for my book in the end but um, yeah so it was weird I put that I, I guess that's a kind of intention and then you know from there like I would stumble across David Icke videos and you know it was just like the universe had, was answering me and saying yeah you're right there is more to your life than just real estate and 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 you know the floodgates opened with all this information and you know like everyone um, you know, you, you go you, you go on this journey, and then when I'd come to the conclusion that they're actually <laughs> trying to um, poison us and all this stuff, you know, then then you make the decision. I think everyone has a decision to make at that point. Am I going to hold this knowledge to myself and keep it to myself, or am I going to warn others? And um, you know, at, at the time, I thought, well, all my friends and family are going to think I'm crazy, blah blah blah. But I decided to, um, you know. To, to go with it and, and and that's what I've been doing like since since that day I started Facebook groups and um, I've organized march from March against Monsanto's in, in London and done radio shows podcasts written books um, and you know it's turned into my passion probably like yourself you know it's a bit of a double-edged sword because you see the, the horrors taking place and whereas before perhaps you know you 
war was just something that we always had but but now you really feel the people that are involved in it and you know you see the, de the deception behind it so it is a double-edged sword waking up but um yeah so so i was doing i was i've been quite i was quite vocal then i'm still vocal now about um 3d level stuff but um really my work turned metaphysical um around 2015 um uh, I've, I've explained this story before but basically long story short I, I'd become quite outspoken um, about the military and, and things like that and um, I got I put a video out and it went viral and um, I got a lot of uh, psychic attacks from military death threats that kind of stuff and uh, yeah I, um, I ended up um, felt like I was walking around a, a soup for months and months on end and I was trying detoxes and you know I knew it must have been linked to that somehow but I didn't quite understand metaphysics like I understand them now and uh, so um, anyway it, it led on from there and, and uh, uh, someone that I know suggested um, removing some some overlays and implants um, part of that being chakras and um, uh, partly out of desperation and because uh, I tried everything I, I kind of went with it and um, anyway, the next day, uh, this cloud had, had lifted. And so from there, I was like, right, I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> I need to talk about this stuff. I really need to like go deep with it because this is where um, I, the issues really lie in the met metaphysical. And so, yeah, I, I, I learned how to do that and um, coming across overlays. And then I, I found that through clearing my own energy, my own kind of psychic abilities increased um, as you remove the interference and all of that stuff. So I started tuning into clairvisually implants on people, working with people, and then seeing kind of different layers and, and tech and algorithms and things like that. And um, then from there, it, it's kind of working out that essentially it's as above, so below. It's universal law of correspondence. What the tech that's coming out now with the the, the chips, the, the brain implants, um, a lot of the algorithms and viruses that, that computers have and, and that they're starting to um, hijack us with, they're already there in the etheric. Um, and so it's been a journey of, um, you know, really going into that, working with clients and, and finding new stuff and just clearing the layers of interference on people. Um, which is allowing them to have um, a certain level of energetic freedom. Um, and, um, you know, I don't profess to have the Holy Grail or I don't profess to pull people out of the matrix or anything like that. But um, the feedback I, I've had is, uh, you know, people are feeling good shifts and removing a lot of that stuff is, um, is really helping people. So, um, so metaphysically, I've gone down this road of, you know, removing a lot of um, etheric interference um, cords, you know, things like that. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I kind of am now. But at, at the same time, I'm still uh, I'm still got my my head in the physical and I've got my eyes on what's going on where you are, which is absolutely tragic, obviously, over in Australia with the fires and researching psychotronic weapons, um, you know, direct energy weapons, trying to raise awareness around that. Also diet as well. I got tripped up with the with a with the vegan diet and so I've been looking into that and talking about that a little bit. 
so yeah I, I just like I'm sure it's exactly the same with you just you just consume yourself with just trying to um, help and open people's eyes to what's going on and just help whatever way you can and so that's the that's the really short version of, of how I got to where I am today without going into too much detail because you indicated that there had been like problems uh, in the past around this subject but what about your, your research and investigations into the military that you mm. feel led to the interference um see what, what i feel that was um i mean it could be some kind of energy weapon but um what i'm what i what i think it was because um social media is is again there's a double-edged sword with it you have the opportunity to raise awareness, to open people's eyes, to spread information. Um, but as you know yourself, James, you know you know about this, like the the, the kind of uh, trolling and all that stuff, and the hate that goes on there is uh, that that can leave um, energetic imprints and psychic imprints and stuff like that. So what I believe happened to me was because this this video um, it, it got out to about forty thousand people overnight. I just woke up and I had a an inbox full of death threats from all these military right <laughs> and uh and and i i perceive it as um it was actually a, a mass psychic attack from from lots of military personnel that had seen this video um and of course those those psychic attacks stick on a person's energy field so um so this is what was going on i think um rather than an actual I don't think necessarily think it was an actual direct military attack. It was more, I think, a lot of social media hate for, for speaking my mind. <laughs> well, we know from a energetic uh, metaphysical standpoint that the intentions and the intent behind such mouth-foaming hate is in itself mm -hmm. a directed energy attack. And yeah. that is itself the basis of invocations of uh, a ritual where mm -hmm. th these bad intentions and bad mojo is being directed uh, against somebody and some of these people in fact probably many of them that were directing all that rage at you themselves were probably entity infested probably uh you know tied up in knots with all kinds of cords and all kinds of uh, archontic energetic connections so the internet being what it is a direct electromagnetic conduit, yes. And I've been on the receiving end of that too, of these real hateful people just mm. meeting out all this rage and hatred to, to you. You feel it right here in the heart center. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's become a place. I mean, everyone, you know, there's, there's so many unhealed pe people out there and, and uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm healed at all. You know, I've still got a lot to do. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a place where people come to project as well and, um, you know, projecting their, you know, their inner turmoil. And this is, uh, this is again, a double-edged sword with, the, with this quote-unquote truth movement. I think it's become, and, and you know, I, th I think in the early days, you know, I could have been guilty of this as well. It's become a place where people can kind of express their anger out, um, world you know because they're they're kind of justified okay we're they're doing this they're doing that to us we're you know they're poisoning our food and water so you know i'm just going to project a vomit and and so maybe we need to um 
and again include myself we have to look at maybe how we do some of this because um, sometimes I think we can be feeding these um, archontic forces that are you know just outside our visible our visible sight so maybe we can disagree with each other but not um, not in such a, a toxic fashion and what happens Tony as you've seen is how individuals wind up becoming like these lightning rods for uh, extreme emotions, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, that runs the whole spectrum of, uh, you know, almost nirvana on one hand, the savior programming kicking in. On the other hand, this extreme rage, oh, the person's a shill, uh, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And we're seeing that today in Australia where Max Egan, veteran uh, investigator who's done yeoman's work as far as exposing a lot of the stuff, the fires, the false flags, the smart grid, the directed energy, he got zapped recently. And then, you know, you would expect some degree of empathy, some degree of yeah. compassion for the guy, because yeah, clearly yeah. something had happened to him. If, if one watches the video and it, uh, there's analysis of it, and then, you know, instead of, it, there was a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy that was uh, engendered by what had gone on with Max. But on the other hand, there were some people that were just piling on the hate. It's like, you know, give the guy a break, you know, he just tapped electromagnetically and, you know, and there's nothing simpler as you know, than taking over someone's cognitive and speech centers remotely. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I, I was watching those videos of Max and I've met him a couple of times and, you know, it's, uh, it was very, unlike him to just shift like he did. And, and when you look at what he was exposing the, the week before, I think he hit the mainstream media at some point, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And then all of a sudden he, he gets, you know, this light and, you know, it's really unbelievable um, what, what's going on. And someone that's dedicated their whole life and, you know, he's getting, he's getting older and, you know, you would have thought that there would have been a little bit more compassion for him in that sense. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of predict projecting and um you know i think we shouldn't ignore uh, what's going on and we should always seek to you know shine the light on dark but it's also you know making sure that we shine the light on our own darkness and working through our own layers and you know that that's not easy it can take years and um but you know it's, it sounds cliche but the, perhaps the world is is in trauma and because we are um, to some extent and um, I think that if you're, you're only kind of speaking out against the system then you're you're missing a whole um, other area which needs to be dealt with and likewise if you're just focusing on self then you fall into this new age doctrine of it's all about me and your own journey and nothing else matters then you know you're also in that camp so it's just finding that balance of you know the, the middle ground in that in that regard Absolutely. Uh, what I found, and this is by no means a criticism for those who, if through good intentions, do their level best to expose what's going on in the surface world. But what happens sometimes is that when people get in that mode, you know, they lower their head like a ram or like a bull, and they charge headlong at these immovable edifices of control. Mm. Mm when I feel that the real struggle, which you're involved with, uh, Tony, is what's going on in the inner planes, what's going on metaphysically, what's going on energetically. 
So there has to be an understanding that things manifest in the spiritual world, the spirit world, before they manifest in the physical world. And you made a brilliant point earlier about how a lot of these technologies that have been rolled out for some time now, uh, part of the control apparatus, they first manifested as thoughts, as things in the spiritual world and in, literally in other dimensions. So when we look at it from that standpoint, bashing our head uh, against this immovable object, whatever agency or whatever institution, seen or unseen on the surface, if some people want to do that, I'm, I'm not going to be critical of them, you know, hats mm -hmm. off to them, but that, that's a tough road to hoe, uh, uh, Tony, mm -hmm. uh, because they're going to be hit on all sides, not only by the physical 3D uh, security mm -hmm. apparatus, but as you pointed out earlier, these directed energy emotions and directed energy weapons, like what happened to Max, the whole nine yards. There, there's a way to operate, there's a way to work without drawing a bullseye on your chest. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, so much of it is, because uh, I think what we're doing to, to a certain extent is that I describe it as we're shouting at the movie, hoping the movie will change, whereas we perhaps we need to go behind the projector and, and change the movie from there. But, um, you know, it, it makes me wonder, you know, how much time we're expending on that, on that side of things, um, how far we're getting with it. Well, a case in point, you know, perception is reality. And, and the fires that have been going on in Australia have been absolutely tragic, especially as far as the wildlife is concerned, like the countless poor animals that have been vanquished as a result of these fires. And there's no doubt in my mind that some of them have been deliberately set up and it's created a problem reaction solution scenario like David Icke talks about. But the perception part comes in for people who aren't in the affected areas and especially for the, the viewers abroad internationally, where if they have family and friends in Australia, they're made to feel, think and feel by the corporate media that their family and friends are directly affected, that we're, mm. we're huddled on a beach somewhere waiting for the Navy to pick us up. And, mm. and I liken it to the, the mass trauma inflicted mm. on the world viewing audience with 9-11 was just hypnotically again and again, the towers coming down over and over. And we have a similar dynamic where these brush fires, and they're, they're making stuff up now, Tony. It's like, uh, you know, dry thunderstorms, dry lightning, just making mm. things up that never existed before. And mm. they're being uh, almost like in talismanic invocation fashion, repeated over and over and over by the news presenters. Once again, mm. Dry lightning was the cause of this fire, right? And so people abroad are watching all these horrific scenes of all this fire and all this carnage and the sky all pink and red. And they're thinking, oh my goodness, my family and friends over there, what's going You know, I haven't heard from them in the last half hour. What's happened to them? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's I think they did, didn't they measure the morphogenic field or or some kind of uh, electromagnetic field after nine eleven and and there was a, a huge spike and um, I think they like to create these these huge spikes of fear and panic. It's all their that their energy, isn't it? It's it's all chaos energy and uh, we know that these uh, entities and these uh, you know. The, the things working in 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 the fourth dimension they feed off of all this fear and hate and anger and but it just seems to me like you can really see how we're 
this uh, spiritual war is is really coming to a, a head you know like we, we were speaking off air like just before like just after christmas i mean we had the the fires where you are like there, there's been so much happening in like first month it's like you know but i always i always quite kind of try and reframe it because you know people are waking up but they they're getting more desperate to push these things through quickly um and you know in that sense and i see it through my own work as well how panicked these entities get you know people when they come for sessions and they'll try and hijack people you probably had it yourself when you've done work like this and skype will go down and you know so i think there's a, a, a huge panic in in all dimensions from that end and when you look at it on a 3d level you can think wow you know we're really in the you know in the in the dirt here with with what's going on but if you can reframe it um, and when you when you kind of understand it on a on a, a higher perspective i think they're really panicking um you know they're trying to shut down the social media they're trying to shut, shut down youtube you know god knows how long we're going to be around on youtube for um so you you do see an element of fear from their side you know they need to know the outcome of everything and um there's so many people now doing doing great work and I always try and remind people of the victories that we've had along the way. I mean, people now vaccine, I mean, in the UK alone, vaccinations are down. Um, you know, cannabis oil is, is out there now as a, as, a, as, a, as a cure. That was from years of people in the alternative. I may, remember years ago, people banging on relentlessly about, you know, the cancer and how it's a scam, all this chemo, you know, they're having to start uh, coming out with, um, mainstream reports really confirming what a lot of alternative media are saying to um to gain credibility so you, you know it is chaotic but i think we need to kind of have sort of calm heads throughout the these choppy waters and um concentrate on you know doing our own inner work and, and getting ourselves clean and rejecting a lot of this stuff a lot of the answers and solutions come in you know just the word no just saying no to you know all their toxic foods and you know we can vote with our with our dollars it's a lot of it's easy we just we just need to opt resist. out opt out <laughs> opt out yeah exactly you know, like, for example it, it's it baffles me and uh, and i come from a place of non-judgment tony but and there's a degree of sadness too when i see someone next to me munching out on you know certain fast foods of which were world famous and everywhere you go you see these certain fast food restaurants and it's like man it's like the poison you're putting into your body ants even reject this stuff because they don't recognize it as food right yeah so when you can recognize it and then still keep it at arm's length not let it become uh you know taking on board your energy field that's that's doing a, that's part of the work and, yeah. and what i'd like to know also tony is in your energetic work what parts uh, you know looking with the etheric third eye vision what parts of the energetic body field and the anatomy seem to be impacted uh that you where you see a lot of these connections and plugins and uh, sometimes literal entities of one stripe or another yeah i mean it affects people just to inject interjectors that can emotionally uh, as far as their decision making process as far as amping up their fear you know because they seem to be placed in certain regions of our energy field in our bodies to in engender certain effects illness and what have you 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my from from what I've discovered in my work, there's there's a huge amount of all kinds of different technology that is infused in our biological makeup. You're talking hybrid technology, bionic, mechatronic, uh, robotic. Um, then you have all the psychotronic stuff, the mind control technology, mind reading, voice to skull. You know, God's God's voice technology, um, laser technology, um, and then you have um you know the the implants which obviously target key areas of the body there's a lot around the heart the pineal gland um chips and you know it's it sounds horrific but <laughs> what again reframing it um so you have all this ai tech and then you have all these entities that are trying to hijack and then you have other humans energies psychic attacks and all that stuff going on then you've got the 3d level where they're trying to poison us and all that stuff but you know imagine all that and we're still functioning imagine how truly powerful we, we really are you know and I think you know when I talk about these things I always I always try and remind people that we're targeted in such a way because we are absolutely hugely powerful batteries and that and and you know as soon as we can realize that as well and on a deep level subconscious collective level that we are powerful beings um, you know that's half the half the battle won because we there exists a, a collective consciousness of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. You know, not you know, not thinking that we we have any power to change or you know things are just the way they are. I think I think a big step forward would be if people could just really wake up from that illusion because through through the work that I do, I, you know, I can see how much they're messed with us, but at the same time why they've messed with us and you know when when we're on uh, this 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 human race that we see at the moment is no way a representative representation of what we truly are truly can be you know i believe we're absolute genius telepathy teleportation uh you know all these wonderful psychic abilities across the board but of course we're not taught about energy at all we do you know we're we're put down from basically as soon as we're young to just, you know, accept authority and to appeal to authority. And, and so, you know, it, it's, it, we have to, we have to really uh, educate the next generation with, with, with what they truly are and um, instill some kind of self-belief. That's what I would like to see, Tony, the next generations coming after us. Uh, to be the standard bearers, to be the torch bearers, uh, to, to keep us moving in that direction where we detach from all these many levels of control and fulfill our destiny. We, we are originally a space-faring race, a, a, a race that spans dimensions, uh, a race that has a destiny to fulfill, which involves helping others that are under a similar form of oppression, I feel. It's, it's, I don't think it's just our job is half done if we break out, but then we just go, okay, well, you know, you know, we're just headed off to fifth dimensional never ending bliss, but then we just turn a blind eye to all this other suffering throughout the cosmos and, and the multiverse. I, I believe that at least some of us feel that, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, not just on our world, but, but elsewhere. So mm -hmm. when you, when you frame it from that perspective and what you just pointed out, we have had a lot of successes. I, I feel, and you know, this is coming from a glass half full perspective, even what's happened to Max Egan and, you know, 
more power to him, and I hope he gets a lot better. He's going to take a backseat for a while and, and regroup and recover. But the fact that they had to go to that extreme level to silence mm -hmm. him for all, all the work he's been doing, and we're feeling that too, because mm -hmm. you've had hits on your YouTube channel. I've had hits on my YouTube channel. I've had videos censored for hate speech, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and all that. But like you point out, those are manifestations of fear. Those are manifestations of, of a sense of loss of control. And I think mm -hmm. at some point we're all going to make, or many of us are going to make the choice, you know, who needs YouTube? We're going to find some other platform. Uh, we've got mm -hmm. enough of a following now. We don't need YouTube. But right now mm -hmm. it's just kind of a convenient thing, however inconvenient it's starting to be. So I do see a lot of successes in the recent past. And also the, the fear mongering and how the, what, they managed to do is the ancient kind of beating of the war drums, uh, uh, Tony, and how so many people who should know better, right? That programming is kicked in and it's like, wave the red, white, and blue, great on you, Trump, for, you know, killing this terrorist. And again, it, it's an, an inversion of reality because this guy, Soleimani, was wiping out <laughs> The CIA, Mossad, NATO-backed ISIS, al-Nusra, al-Qaeda, whatever you want to call them, all these whack-job jihadists that have been sent out, sent out all over the place to destabilize all these secu secular and moderate Arab countries, right? So they, they wipe out the one guy who's doing the most to stop all that, and then they spin mm -hmm. it all around. Oh, look, you know, we've, we've gotten – and they, they're even saying, Tony, that, oh, he was part of 9-11, too. Right. Mm. Never mind the the Iranian, you know, uh, 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 you know, Shia Persian uh, dichotomy and difference between uh, the, the Sunnis and the alleged Wahhabists that were the Wahhabists that were, were blamed for 9-11, because those distinctions are meaningless to most people. They're just a bunch of ragheads, a bunch of terrorists, because that's what we've been told for so long. So they're even saying the Soleimani guy was involved with 9-11. Right? Mm. And if that is not a red flag to say this whole narrative is nonsense, we're being dragged, kicking and screaming into a bigger war. Now, the things you said somehow, not surprisingly, pissed off a lot of these military types. You know, what can you tell them? Look, you guys are the ones that are going to be at the sharp end if, if you're dragged, kicking and screaming off to another wider war. And it's like, <laughs> what kind of message do you want to tell these people? Because I don't think they have any idea. This is not some little country that we can just, that the U.S. can just bitch slap into submission. The Iranians have smart minds. They have smart torpedoes. They have the money to buy any kind of technology they want from China and Russia. And it's, it's not going to be a pretty, pretty sight of what goes on in the Persian Gulf and, and around the world, too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really important that we try and get into the minds of military. Um, I mean, the irony is, I mean, I hate to say it, but the, the abuse I got was really low, like, you know, low level intelligence, insulting my mom and things like that. And I'm there and I'm like, hang on, you're, you supposedly fight for my freedom to express my opinion. So just because it's different to yours, that shouldn't, that shouldn't mean that you bombard me with death threats. So they're, they're a little bit of an oxymoron unto themselves. And obviously, as we know, heavily brainwashed. And um, the, the, the main thing with getting through to the military, and um, they, they hate to hear it like this, is that people still refer to them as heroes, the masses. You know, they're going 
to um, they're going to de desert areas and bombing like goat farmers with high tech weaponry and then shooting off in their airplane like you know knocking on someone's door then running away um, and you know they come back home and, and the, the general public glorify and and blow smoke up their backsides and 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 of course they revel in it the ego likes it and and so trying to get them to the the, the 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 real solution with with military i think is to the people have got to stop um you know glorifying what what these people are doing because essentially as we know it's an organized satanic ritual um which you know is causing chaos and, and a lot of energy to to feed on from these uh entities uh, behind the scenes so the you know it really need, needs to stop um the, the whole glorification and and only when we we all say look do you know what fighting in the military is is not heroic um then maybe they'll stop stop and think about um what they're actually doing but but from first-hand knowledge I, I we've got some work to do on that respect because they um, they're adamant that they're doing good and um, they don't really care um, about who and why they're, um, they're, they're going to do this work for. They don't care about their agendas. Their, their whole idea is, well, it's just following orders. Um, I, don't, I don't get involved in that. That's what I heard a lot. And, and really, that's a childish mindset considering that you're going to be going into a, a battlefield and potentially like killing someone. So... You know, there's a lot of work to be done on that. Yes, and if they would just stop and, and look at what's happened to veterans since all these ruinous 9-11 wars have started, so many mm. of them wind up, because in the military, as you know, especially the combat units, they, they're basically ordered to take all these psychotropic drugs that make them even more aggressive, and then combine that, layer that on top of all the uh, indoctrination and, and what even the SAS refer to as programming the lizard part of the brain, making them really mm -hmm. aggressive, making them really angry, and to the point where they just dehumanize everyone that they're told to kill. Where, mm -hmm. And so many of these, uh, these people in uniform today, it was a smooth transition, a seamless transition from playing violent shoot 'em up video games, now they're doing the real thing. And, and so many of them get pilled up by their, their own army and a military psychiatrist, so many of them after their military careers are homeless and ironically they get beaten up and, and, and shot and killed by these psychopath uh, police uh, officers, especially in America. And you look at the bizarre contradiction and, and dichotomy at work, Tony, where, okay, they're going to go out and they're going to blow up all these, these Middle Eastern, Near Eastern countries. And yet the Kodenhof Kalergi plant is flooding their own countries, their own backyard with these same people, well, not the same people, but actually more radicalized people, the ones that they're supposed to be going after. Mm. And, they, and they, they wake up one fine morning and their local councils are Sharia councils, their mayors are, are, are Sharia councils, everything is kind of topsy-turvy. And they don't see the, the contradiction that they're going to protect us and uh, protect our freedoms in these other countries by blowing everything up and killing people. But here in their own backyard, everything is going to hell in a handbasket. Everything is yeah. becoming Orwellian. And, and you know what? They're, they're responsible for this. Yeah. And thankfully, there are enough military, ex-military, ex-intelligence people that are speaking out about this. And there's quite a lot of them, people like Wayne yeah. Madsen and 
people like that. I mean, they do yeoman's work in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uniforms in general have got a, a lot to answer for. I, I always say, you know, give, you give someone a uniform and something goes to their head, right? It's, uh, it's unbelievable. I, I, this is funny. I went, um, when I was living in London, I, I said earlier, I organised this march against Monsanto. Uh, I don't know if you've been to London, but you, you, you obviously you know it's a, it's a busy city, lots of traffic, that kind of stuff. Anyway, the, the organisers, or one of the organisers, gave, um, gave a couple of us some, this orange bib. It was just an orange bib, you know, one of those, um, mate, I could go around all the streets, stopping all the traffic, every, every, you know, all the main roads. I was just going, and they, like, they don't even, and I thought, my God, I've just got this bib on. And like, automatically, people just, you know, completely bow. And, and I really, I really, I've never, I've never it's worn a clockwork orange, you know. You just—they've been empowered to go around and just bully boy people, you know. Yeah, it's amazing how people will just, you know, give their power away like that. And I was like, God, I could—I could cause chaos in this traffic today. Um, and I was almost tempted to do it through uh, through curiosity and to to document it. But you know, and, and just people look at you with a completely different respect because I had this orange bib on, and. Uh, yeah, so it's it's crazy, isn't it? And and it's the same with the the police. And you look at them, and they they, they it's almost like when they haven't got the uniform on, they they're a completely normal person, and they put this like super Superman outfit on, and and they completely switch into a different character, and they they lose all their humanness. They lose. It's really bizarre. I think they did a, an experiment about it. Um, I forget what it was called. Where um. You know, they, they put these people in with uniforms and with a crowd of people and they measured which ones were would just completely give their power away. And the results were pretty telling in that. I forget what it was called, but um, it's crazy, isn't it? Get dressed up in a in a fancy dress uh, costume and, and, and think you're something special. Well, they had a, it's, it's well known in the field. <coughs> Excuse me, I, I, I think. I can't remember where it was done at Stanford or some other place, but they had two control groups. One was uh, the warders, the prison guards, and this was all like play acting, right? And the other were the prisoners. And before too long, you probably know about this, Tony, before too long, the ones who played the role of the prison guards, the power just went to their heads. They became sadistic. They began meeting out all these, you know, Guantanamo, uh, you know, style punishments, these uh, Abu Ghraib style punishments to the, uh, the people who, who were playing the prisoners. And many of them meekly rolled over and said, okay, mm. uncle, right? You're the boss. And, and so there, there's almost to do with the way that the numerology and, and, and the, the algorithm set up in this reality, Tony, where almost from like a, like a talismanic perspective, a uniform uh, imbues its wearer with some sort of power, some kind of authority. And mm. then you look at the judges with their black Saturn cult robes, and <clears throat> you, know, you see all the policemen and all the cars decked out in the Freemasonic garb and stuff. And to, to your average person, that doesn't mean anything. Like, for example, I lived in San Diego uh, for a long time, and you walk down there by the courts, and you walk down there by the, the city hall and all those types of buildings and the federal buildings, and, and the numbers of the buildings, 9033, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when you look at them and then you, you know, you do the inversions of the numbers and then you, hit, you turn a six into a nine, a nine into six, 
you add the threes and man, everything, everywhere you look down there, there's sixes and six, six, sixes, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything to, to your average passersby, but from an energetic standpoint and what has been put in energetically, ritually and everything else behind it to create that edifice of control and power. Yes, it means something. And when you, when you walk into those buildings, you know, the whole vibe, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the, the human mind can be quite fragile if it's not used properly. And, uh, you know, this ties in with like, you know, keeping our own energy clean as well. I think at the moment it's, it's really important. I'm, I, I go on about it in my channel a lot, you know, rejecting the poisons that we know, you know, are, are opening us up to, to certain, you know, entities and things like that. We make our job harder for ourselves sometimes, but yeah, I mean, talking of algorithms as well, one of the algorithms, uh, and, and actually Google it actually exists. We have an intrusive uh, divide and conquer algorithm, um, which is interesting when you consider that this whole, uh, this whole reality is based around divide and conquer, you know, black versus white, rich versus poor, England versus France, and so on and so forth. It's, it's interesting that that actually runs through us. So, um, yeah, there, there, there's so much going on. It's, it's unbelievable, really. Now, you're an expat. There's many uh, out there. What were the uh, steps, you know, mentally, the thought processes that eventually, uh, you know, compelled you to, to leave, you know, old Blighty and you know, move to where you're at now? And, and, and tell us what it's like, the, the vibe, uh, uh, where, you know, you don't have to be specific exactly where you're at, but in, in general, where you're at, you know, what seems to be the mood of the people and, and all that? Um, well, I left the UK because it was too bloody cold. <laughs> um, no, there was more to it than that. I, I, I've, al- I've always had a desire. I've always traveled all, all throughout my life. You know, when I left school, I was 21, I went around the world. I came to where you are, Australia, and did the whole East Coast thing. And, uh, you know, Asia, backpacking and... Uh, it's really enriched my life, you know, seeing how other cultures operate and um, I've managed to, you know, throughout my travels really get a handle on how people are, are, are mind controlled differently in certain areas. I mean, you look at places like Japan and Hong Kong and, and how it's all about tradition, respecting elders and, you know, so they, the youngsters coming through, they can't do anything unless the, the, the teacher or the elder agrees with it. So they're very much indoctrinated with with that and and then obviously you you go to to the west and it's it's football and beer and sport and you know, distractions and and then in other places you you have religions and uh so everywhere every part of the world has uh, has their own kind of um mind control you know primary mind control and uh yeah so um yeah, I, I decided um, a long time ago that I wanted to live abroad, but because, uh, you know, I was caught up in the matrix, I, I didn't do it. Um, I kept putting it off. And then eventually I just, I think I, I hit 33 or something, 34. And I was just like, well, if I don't do it now, then I'll never do it. And so I, I ended up living in Southeast Asia for a while, as I say. And um, yeah, it's, it's the weather really for me. And uh here is very interesting. Mexico is such an interesting place to be. Um, I mean, you have, it's, in terms of energy centers, you have all the pyramids, Chichen Itza, you know, a lot of stuff around that with the Mayan culture. Um, interestingly enough, uh, we went to, um, 
to Chichen Itza and we did some land clearing there. And um, we were sick for two weeks after we came back. It, I mean, there's this, uh, they call them cenotes. They're like sinkholes. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're all over the Yucatan Peninsula um, where apparently a meteorite hit and you know blew holes in the land. But this, uh, this particular cenote was um, where they used to throw in the, the, the human sacrifices and, um, and all that, uh, just outside the, the Chichen Itza, the main pyramid there, and you've got the, the sinkhole there. And oh my God, walking around there was like walking around in some kind of energetic soup. So, you know, we were doing some land clearing there. And um, yeah, like I say, we got flu for two weeks when uh, the day after. And so... Um, energetically, it's a very interesting place. Uh, culturally, they're very into. Um, obviously, they're very religious, but they're very in touch um, with with death itself. And there's a lot of them here that actually, um, you know, they they worship the god of death um, and uh, a lot of black magic, weird stuff like that. And then, of course, you've got all the cartels, and you can tell you can tell how they've done a job because it's a very special area in the world energetically as i say but you can tell how it's they've done something here to with the with the frequencies to make you know the men are, are really like you know there's that macho culture you know with the, with the cartels and things like that um and the drug wars and everything like that and i find with all these points um these high energy points in the world they've done some kind of distortion job on it um, there's uh, a couple of islands, uh, Ibiza being one, um, Koh Phangan in Thailand being another, where they, they've turned these islands, when, when you go there, you can feel like a special frequency. They've turned them into like party islands, uh, drugs and alcohol, and, and or, they've, or they've inverted it with all the new age stuff, the tantric and the yoga centers where all these gurus are, you know, abusing women and stuff like that. So... They, they always, as we said earlier, they're always inverting these special areas of the world. And um, I think that's no different here. But as a place, it's extremely interesting and really beautiful. Yeah, like they've imbued this Bacchanalian Dionysian kind of party till you drop kind of vibe, which definitely feeds certain entities in yeah. certain places. And then in, in other places, like you pointed out, they, they imbue other kinds of... Uh, energies which invoke and bring in certain types of entities yeah what i've also noticed too in the uh, the never-ending you know dismantling of of iraq uh, former babylon and, and all that they they've made a point <coughs> excuse me of, of targeting all these ziggurats in the statuary and it, it, well they've done this before with the khmer rouge and with the taliban and they just turn them loose to destroy any vestige of the past, any kind of history. Uh, they just eradicate it off the face of the earth and destroy everything. But the systematic targeting of, of ziggurats and pyramids in the Near East, I was thinking, that's some dark stuff there. Because a lot of the, mm. just the, the basic funerary stuff that goes on in those places, you know, in, in times past, let alone whatever dark stuff has gone on there too. They're blowing mm. these things apart. And to me, like, energetically metaphysically that's like uncorking a volcano right yeah and, and so we already know that that places like the middle east are riven with these big portals and stargates naturally occurring even i mean they're even written about in, in a lot of these ancient texts 
And now they're going around systematically blowing up all these ziggurats and what the hell are they doing? So th there's definitely this concept, uh, uh, Tony, of a burnt offering at work where like Australia, they're just setting all these fires off. And then, then you're seeing in some of the pictures, this even made it in mainstream where you see this big energy face in, in, in the smoke. That was real. Oh, so that. Yeah, that, that was so real. That. That, that, they actually had the, the guy who took the picture on uh, regular mainstream news talking about it. And they just wrote it off as a kind of weird fluke, but we've seen things like that before. So again, it's what we talked about before we started today, this, this race on the one hand, of, of raising awareness, but also doing the inner work, which is always the most difficult, the inner shadow work. That's where the heavy lifting takes place. And also that on the one hand, and this race with the powers that be that want to install all of their instruments of control and oppression and manipulation. And so much of it, as you know, is psychotronic. And, and we touched on it briefly. I'd like your thoughts on it. You know, what can we do to, to, to make the younger generations wake up to this without, you know, being in their face and, you know, going all Alex Jones on them? Because <laughs> what I see is the indoctrination is happening from day dot. It's it just they're being hammered with all this con gender confusion and all this, I mean, this, this Soviet, you know, style programming. So what can we do to, to rectify that? Yeah, and I've seen this with, uh, you know, the millennials coming through um, with all the trans stuff. I mean, I've had my own battles with, with, with all of this stuff. Um, you know, this, it's the liberal movement and everything like this. It's, it's really dangerous. And um, I think, I think what, what we're living in now is it's really a time where as individuals, we've got to choose and we've got to commit. Are we, if we're going to go with what's true we've got to commit to it and by committing to truth if you're you know if you're a parent i mean it's extremely difficult and you know my heart really does go out to parents at the moment especially where you are in australia with the forced vaccinations and stuff but you know if if we're serious then i think we've got to start you know looking at rejecting mainstream education you know looking at trying to homeschool it where possible and and if if we can't do that then we need to really be educating our our, our young our next generations as to what really is going on because otherwise um what's that saying i heard the other day that the um the, the children are the the next fathers or something i'm terrible on podcasts with remembering quotes but um they're, they're really the next in line so and, and i think it's down to our generation we're probably the last generation that experienced any kind of freedom at all i mean i grew up as a kid in the 80s and you know i remember going to parks all the kids were playing out you know life just seemed free you know you didn't have this cctv everywhere so we know what it's like um, to have that um, that freedom, that, a certain level of freedom, and um, you know, we, we, we need to really uh, commit to putting out the information that's going to help these kids and, and educating them as best we can, and um, you know, taking the time to you know pull them off their the, the the internet or their games they're playing Fortnite or whatever games they're playing and saying look you know you know all these games you're playing where you're shooting people that's that's really not cool and you know and and just i think i i'm i'm not a parent so i i don't want to come across like i know how to parent but i just see that that's 
I try and do it with my niece and nephew. You know, when I see them, I try and give them like little seeds, nuggets, and um, trying to remind them of things that are, are really important, which is our world, our, you know, their, their children and, and how important it is to just simply care about what's going on in the world because all the stuff, the games that they're playing, you know, it, the food that they're eating, it, it desensitizes us and it will desensitize them. So, yeah, we've got to be like that that last wave of truth that, that, that keeps it alive, that keeps the, the fire burning. Indeed. And, and find a way to detach the children from, from this. And, yeah. and what they've done also is, especially with adults in the workforce, they've made it almost mandatory for people to have smartphones and Android phones because so much of their work rosters, so much of their scheduling, so much of, of their payroll, et cetera, et cetera, is now done through their phones, right? Mm. So for the adults, they've hooked them in even more where like, I would like to just go back to the old fashioned Nokia where you can, you can drop it on the ground and hammer it with a sledgehammer and it still works, you know, but yeah. it's what they, what they've done is they've made it so that we are utterly reliant upon mm. this thing in so many ways. And what I would like to see more of kids do young adults, millenniums on, on up into the forties and fifties and beyond, I'd like to see them read more. I'd like, to, mm -hmm. I'd like to look over on a train, on a packed train and, and notice that I'm not the only one that's reading a book, that there mm -hmm. are other people instead of yeah. they're literally plugged in to the board collective energetically mm -hmm. and the harm that the emissions are doing too. It's, it, it really is this weird, we talked about this before we started, like waking up in, in a weird science fiction B movie, right? Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's very real. So mm. what we do is, is we surround ourselves with a bubble of, of serenity and, and inner calm and, and, and awareness, but not to the point of paranoia, fear, and rage, because that just feeds all these archons that we talked about. Um, yeah. And um, thank you for the outstanding work you've done in that regard, not only raising awareness of what's going on in the 3D rapidly becoming 4D surface world, but also from energetic uh, uh, inner plane standpoint. Uh, we've reached the end of a fascinating first segment, Tony. Could you give our listeners uh, information about your website and uh, how they can reach you and, and find you on YouTube as well? Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, it's just Tony Sayers on YouTube. Just search my name. And uh, my website is transcendingtimes.org. Um, and all my blogs and work and stuff that I do is, is all on there. So they're the best ways. Well, we'll reach the end of the first segment with our guest, Tony Sayers. If you like what we do, if you believe in what we do here at the Cosmic Switchboard Show, please go to our website, sign up, and become a member, and we'll see you at the top of the next segment.